The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Whether you're experiencing loss, pain, or just need a pick-me-up from time to time, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories and words of hope, love, and encouragement. Get ready to laugh while you learn. Here's your host, Joe Hausman. Good morning and welcome to my show, Go For It, here on the Voice American Empowerment Channel. I am your host, Joe Hosman. So happy and so glad you're back with us here today on this beautiful Tuesday. Actually, it's election day today here in the United States. So if you're in the United States, go vote and go vote what you feel is right. So and I have to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a new great aunt again. I never thought that would be possible, but I'm actually a great aunt now for the third time over. So we welcomed a new little baby girl to our family. Lennox is her name, Lennox Payton, last week. So I'm really excited about that. So that she joins her big brother and another cousin. So anyway, um, as I always start off the show, I start off the show with a really positive message and something that kind of correlates with what we're going to talk about today. And I found this on Facebook oh, a week or so ago, and it's just ironic how this show just brings me to peace and inner love because when I'm, when I'm um, getting my guests ready for the show, I really go out there and I try to find something that's going to resonate with that show and with my guests. And I think this really resonates with my wonderful guest that I have on the show with me today. Her name is Marilyn Wilson. But here we go. When you say things like, I am blessed, I am strong, I'm going to accomplish my dreams. That's not just being positive. You are prophesying victory, success, and new levels. Your life is going to follow the direction of your words. So remember, don't say anything negative. I know it's easy. It's easy to be negative, especially in this political season that we're having right now. But in your own life, try to, and I really try to emphasize this, retrain your brain. Retrain your brain to think positive. Think positive, loving thoughts about yourself, but also about others as well. So Marilyn Wilson is my wonderful guest today. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to have um, have us talk. She and I um, got together on Facebook, actually. it's uh, Again, it's all about networking, ladies and gentlemen. I'm on Facebook, and we're on the Women's Speaker Association uh, post group in Facebook. And so I had posted that I was looking for some guests on my show, and she actually... Um, contacted me right away. And so we talked and I just knew Marilyn was going to be a perfect fit for this show. Marilyn R. Wilson began her career as a writer in an unusual way by answering a Craigslist ad. It was while conducting her first interview, the world shifted. She had found her passion. Since 2006, she has interviewed over 150 people from as far away as South Africa. She's worked as an editor, co-owned a magazine and published her first book, Life Outside the Box, The Extraordinary journeys of 10 unique individuals. Over time, the wisdom shared in these interviews have had a profound effect. The biggest surprise? Well, we are all exactly who we are meant to be. Those quirks everyone tries to get us to change are actually our unique talents. So Marilyn Wilson, thank you and welcome to my show. Go for it. 
I, I am incredibly excited. I actually woke up early this morning, so excited to be here because I just love this show and the message it's giving. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank. You. And you're from British Columbia, right? I live out here in Vancouver, BC, but I'm actually originally from the U.S. I actually spent many of my young years in uh, South Dakota, and my middle and university years in California. Um, my husband's Canadian, so I've been here about well quite a few years now. <laughs> but I and still we love I'm South still Dakota. Very connected to my family in the U.S. Yay, and we love when Marilyn and I first talked. We we she didn't. I don't think you realized I was in South Dakota at the time. So yeah, we have a strong connection with South Dakota ties. So, and how is Canada this morning? It is uh, dark still. We're a mm-hmm. bit farther north, so the sun hasn't come up, and it's been a bit gray. And we're all holding our breath and trying to support the U.S. in this this uh, very emotional election. And mm-hmm. in support, I'm drinking out of my John Deere mug from my my aunt in South Dakota. Oh yay! Good, good, good. That's awesome. Well, Marilyn, tell the audience a little bit about you. Kind of talk about your past and where you came from, and where how it's led you to where you're doing today. Because what I always like to do with my guests is just get a feel for what brought you to where you're at today and get a feel for how that's resonating. So why don't you start off with just share the audience who you are and what you've been up to. I uh, spent my little years in South Dakota in a very small town many, many years ago, and a uh, uh, daughter of a minister, and I, I struggled. I struggled really hard to fit in. Uh, my mind raced. I was impatient. I couldn't seem to play the part of the beautiful little blonde-loving um, daughter, uh, and, and it really affected me. Um, even when we moved to Sacramento, that, that divide became wider, and I always felt like everybody else had it figured out. I always felt like I was looking in the window and everybody was living this life, and and I just couldn't seem to walk in the same steps. I felt very, very disconnected. Um, Decided I wanted to study psychology because I always had a great interest and great um, emotional radar for people and a great compassion for those that, like me, were struggling emotionally. I got all the way to my master's. I was about a third of the way through my master's in counseling and drug abuse when I sat down with a professor one day, and he talked about where I was headed and what it meant and what my day would be like. And it was actually quite a shock because at that time, the type of counseling I was headed into only had a 5% success rate. And I didn't think emotionally I could deal with that. So here I am in my early 20s, and everything I decided to do fell away. And I I literally, at the end of the semester, walked away, um, just did a bunch of odd jobs, kind of lost, got married and moved to Canada. My husband's Canadian, um, struggled with bullying with my kids and still scattered around trying to do things and just couldn't find... um, my purpose, I guess, is the best way to put it. It's a little esoteric, but, you know, I just poured myself into my family, and, and then about the age of 49, my kids didn't need me. They had their, their they needed me, but not in the same way, and so they had their feet under them, under them, and I sat down at Craigslist, and I'm 49 years old looking for something to do. I had taken one job previously, and it had been very unsuccessful. Um, going back to work after that many years, you often don't get treated very well or paid very well. And I saw this ad from a New York magazine that said, we're looking for fashion submissions. Now, honestly, I knew very little about fashion. 
we didn't have a lot of money. I was shopping at the equivalent of Kmart and Costco and Value Village. But my daughter had done a little freelance modeling, and I'd met a few people, and I thought, hey, I got A's in high school English. How hard could this be? <laughs> so I, I sent off three submissions. To my surprise, two were accepted, um, and then I had to make it work. And I scheduled my interviews, and at the first one, I just had goosebumps. I was so overwhelmed with emotion. I, my mouth was hanging open, and I walked out, and the, the, the sky looked sparkly, the sun shined brighter. And it, it brought me back to my passion for people. But instead of having a negative fo- focus, I could do something positive with it. So I got to hear these incredible life stories and incredible personal details. And all I had to do was write an article. Well, all I had to do was a little bit of a... Um, I discovered it was much harder than I thought. And there was many, many sleepless nights and many, many tears as I figured out how to do this. Um, the first magazine folded very quickly before my stuff went into print, so no one would hire me again. I'm, I'm 50 years old. I had no credentials. So I went back to Craigslist and said, I just want to write. I have a few connections in the local fashion community. I'm just looking for opportunity and met a photographer who wanted to start a magazine. So a year after the first one, I'm suddenly the co-owner of a fashion magazine, dressing in Kmart and Value Village and going out to all these fashion events with people who had real fashion sense and bought stuff from designers. Um, Very challenging. And I was really excited to be there, so that carried me the first few years. And then I really realized what I was doing. You kind of stop and breathe, and and I struggled. Um, I wasn't well-received at the start because I was a newcomer. Nobody knew who I was. But passion and hard work and lots of tears and sleepless nights got me through it. And in the end, um, it's brought me to this moment. Oh, so good. Well, and you know, it's kind of weird. And we, uh, it's just how something from the past, even though it's not like what you're supposed to be doing, it gives you the steps to bring you to what you're supposed to be doing. You know, you're not supposed to be doing that, but it leads you to where you're supposed to be. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you guys know it, but a lot of high school um, uh, yearbooks have been digitalized. And Mm -hmm. I I found this place, and I looked through to see if I I was not a happy camper in high school. I was not a happy teenager. I was not a happy person. And I was not a joiner, and I didn't do anything. And I happened to find a picture of myself in the center of the journalism club in this picture. And there's like 20 of us. I'm dead center, and it looks like there's a spotlight on me, and I'm, I'm grinning from ear to ear. What a shock. You know, I've always been passionate about people. I've always been very intense. People found me too nosy, and and my mind races, and all those things really come together in interviewing. People talk to me because they can tell I truly want to hear what they have to say. Mm-hmm. But when I was young, oh, she's nosy. She's asking those mm-hmm. questions. So mm-hmm. when you find what you're supposed to do, it just you look back at all this chaos before and mm-hmm. kind of negative things you got for these trays. And once you find where they're supposed to be used, like the sun comes up, you go, well, why did I struggle for so many years? Jeez, I wish I figured this out a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But it's all part of the journey. You have to have that journey to get to where you're supposed to be. I, and, and I think the misconception is, and this view will resonate with you, is that the journey will be pleasant. 
It's mm-hmm. not always pleasant, and sometimes it's the difficulties that that propel us to where we are are meant to be. The ten years I've spent in the in the writing industry, especially running a magazine, there were seventeen hour days. There were tears. I collapsed on the floor once a year. I worked hard because what I had, I didn't have money. What I had was the drive and the willingness to work hard. And where it brought me is just such a wonderful place, and I wouldn't change it. But there are many times during the moments leading me to this that I, I really considered stopping. This is just too hard, and I'm mm-hmm. glad I didn't. When when you find your passion, somehow you find that inner strength to mm-hmm. walk you through those difficult uh, places. You just have to set fear aside and, and, and do it one step at a time. You really do. When I was writing my book and I was editing it, and I talk about this a lot, but I was so frustrated. I remember I was sitting at my kitchen table and I slammed down my laptop. I said, forget it. I'm not doing this. Nobody's ever going to read this book. I just, I'm just doing it for myself. This is BS, you know, and I got up and I stopped and I, well, I got up and I was trying to walk away and something stopped me. And of course, you know, for me, it's the will of God that stopped me. But, and all I heard was this little voice said, go back up and open up that laptop. It was almost like I was running into a brick wall when I got up and walked away from my kitchen table. And I, I remember I put my hands on my head, fine, I'll just do it, you know. So I went back and I calmed myself down. I went and got a cup of coffee. I went back and just, I gave myself about five, 10 minutes just to calm myself down and just really think about what I was doing. And so I got back to my kitchen table, I opened up my laptop and I was calm and I was able to keep editing the book. And that ended up being my book, um, which, you know, then came to fruition how I got this radio show. So you just never know what you're doing that's going to propel you into something else. But you're right, just keep one I step at a time. I think moments are there for all of us, especially if we're embracing a new career mm-hmm. or a new direction. Um, I paused a couple times and almost deleted not only the book, but my blog I'd been running for five years, everything, and said, this is too hard. And, and I do think your heart steps in at those moments. Your heart knows you need mm-hmm. to do it and, and gives you that pause to walk away um, fr- from those moments. And, and I'm very fortunate that I had a very, because I'd run a magazine locally, I was very vocal about what I was doing. And so my community would step in in those moments. And this is where I love Facebook. You know, I'd sit there and say, just struggling to write today. And the, the outpouring of support saying, you can do this. I know you'll finish. Mm-hmm. I had people who knew that I would finish when I didn't know if I would finish. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so I think bringing in that, that support group and, like you said, walking away and, and letting your heart speak. Your heart knows if it's mm-hmm. meant to be out there. Your heart knows if you're supposed to take a leap or a jump, whatever. It doesn't have to be writing. But learning to get quiet, to, to take that cup of coffee, to walk away for a minute and and just calm down and let your inner inner voice speak. Um, it'll it'll tell you the truth. It will it will guide you whether you have fear or not. I, I want to read just something really. I, I put a couple things down, um, and one of them is from my chapter uh, on an interview with Pamela Masek, and she is a mm-hmm. fine artist who has struggled with a lot of. Um, outside negative impact for her work. But when she first came to this, she came from a really difficult background and self-doubt was really big. And she finally quit her job, quit everything, was living with her son in a rundown place. 
and trying to paint, just trying to be who she felt she should be. There was no money. They were counting coins to pay the rent. And every time she approached a painting, she was having this great fear. And what she said was, I had to learn self-love. I would stand there with my hand trembling, trying to paint, worried that the next brushstroke would mess up the whole thing. I had to come or overcome that fear. In the end, I realized if you have a dream, follow it, and everything else will come. Mm-hmm. That was, I, I am Isn't so glad to have interviewed so many people. These nuggets are the things that finally opened my eyes to self-acceptance and mm-hmm. self-love. And this mm-hmm. was one I can relate. I've had those moments, like mm-hmm. you, where mm-hmm. you're just frozen by fear. And you're right. Walk away. Give it a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, let and just speak. Yeah, let your heart speak and then also just calm yourself down. Learn how to calm yourself down and learn how to um, just embrace the moment and just figure out what you need to do. Listen to your inner voice. And if that inner voice is a negative inner voice, I would retrain it to think in a positive light. Because sometimes, a lot of times, the negative will come in, and that's just our fear. That's all it is. It's just the negative voice is just fear. always says fear comes from the head. You're Mm -hmm. thinking that love and acceptance comes from the comes heart. from the heart and mm-hmm. she said I, I was I struggle with procrastination writing. I really once it's to the mm-hmm. editing phase, I'm home free. I love editing, but getting mm-hmm. those because I'm writing other people's words, getting those first words down is very hard. And her comment to me was, "You know, this is a gift, and your heart knows you're supposed to be doing this. So have your ego, your head, step out of the way." and let the gift flow through you. And that oh, was quite it. profound for me because our fear comes from thinking. We think about it. We worry about it. Can I do this? Our heart says, yes, do it, leap. And so if you can get, take those thoughts and just set them aside for a minute and let your heart speak and realize what you're trying to do is a gift. It's something you're meant to do. All you have to let is, is let the spirit flow through you. It, mm-hmm. it, it will happen if you can let go of that mental voice saying, you can't, you can't, oh, I got to do this. The, the distractions come from our head. And I, that concept, everybody right. has to find the concept or the visual that works for them. That one works remarkably well for me. Right. And Marilyn, we do have to go to break already. It's already wow. time to break. I know. I see. I told you it like it goes fast. But I just want to tell, why don't you, um, well, we only have like 30 seconds. But if anybody wants to call in for the show, Marilyn has a free gift for uh, everybody today who calls in for the show. And it's her free book. Well, it's her book that she's giving away for free. It's not, you know, free on Amazon or anything. But anyway, our number here is 1-888-346-9141. And Marilyn will be right back after break. But to go to Marilyn's website, it's MarilynRWilson.com. Excuse me. And you always know mine, joehosman.com. And again, you can also email me, joe at joehosman.com. And Marilyn, we'll be right back after break. Great. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you see someone, are you seeing the person or the perception? 
We see labels such as fat, thin, black, white, rich, poor, but we don't always see the true identity. Listen for New Dimensions with Reverend Nicholas Barrett. On this program, we'll embrace the breaking down of societal paradigms, our norms, and acceptance of our false selves. You can find your identity the way that God intended. Forget all the labels that you think you see. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am your host, Joe Hosman. I have my wonderful guest on the line, Marilyn Wilson from British Columbia, Canada. I love my Canadian friends. So um, we have been talking about a wonderful, wonderful gift that all of us are given. And that is the gift of just listening to our inner voice and a positive light that comes from our heart. So Marilyn, let's pick off, pick up where we left off. And I'm just, our time just goes by so fast on the show. It's just unbelievable. But uh, tell us a little bit more. We're talking about places from our heart. When our heart really talks to us and resonates with us, where we need to lead with that and where we need to go with that. So tell me a little bit more and tell our audience a little bit more about how that led you to greater things in your life. Um, I'm very fortunate. I know there's lots, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm very fortunate, and probably it's because I'm ADD. I'm very fortunate that I I leap with my instincts very quickly. My heart speaks, I jump, and then I think. My mind surprisingly follows behind, and then my mind races ahead, totally full of fear, telling me why I can't do that after I've already committed. So I have kind of the backwards of most people. Most people think too much and and don't leap. I leap and then suffer the consequences. Um, it's just it's it learning to quiet the mind is 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 very difficult and i think it begins with self acceptance that was very hard for me as i said i think i was in i wrote my first i started writing at the age of 49 so it's really important if anybody is feeling it's too late no it's not too late um, I answered the Craigslist at 49. I became a uh, 50. I became a co-owner of a magazine, and and at 60, five days after turning 60, I lost my first book. But that self-doubt comes from fear and, and lack of love. We we've been told our whole life by society from the time we're little. We hear, "Oh, Marilyn, if you could just." And I got that a lot because I, I was such a, a difficult child. If you could just and and become more, become this, become that, the implications is you will be loved, you will be accepted, you will fit in. I still struggle in a lot of social situations. Put me at a real girly wedding shower or baby shower and I'm lost. So we learn that we don't fit in. We learn that we're not, the message is we are not right. We are not, um, we have flaws and errors. So one of the beauties of interviewing is that each person hands me these little nuggets of gold, these pieces of wisdom, 
and there was a photographer I was talking to and said one of his inspirations is wabasabi. And the, it's a Japanese term, and it talks about embracing the beauty and imperfection. So if you have a, a beautiful raku bowl with a crack, you fill the crack with gold. And I got goosebumps when I heard this, and I thought, okay, maybe my imperfections are actually beautiful. Maybe they're what make me unique. So that was my first step. Oh, I must have been 54 at, at accepting who I was instead of beating myself up all the time. And that moved on and on, and over time and, and listening to all these unique stories, I, I realized, no, they're not imperfections. They're my talents. They're my quirks, mm-hmm. the racing mm-hmm. mind, the, the incredible uh, nosiness I have, I guess you would say, according to society. All the things, my intensity, my emotional radar, all those things came together when I began to interview people and write their stories. And I began to move beyond that concept of the beauty and perfection to the idea that I'm exactly who I'm meant to be. This mm-hmm. is who I'm supposed to be because I have a purpose and something to do, and that's to give wings to the stories of others. And I keep my first book has 10 interviews in it. Very random, very different, very wide range of stories from very golden spoon lives or silver spoon lives to people who have really struggled. And from that, you walk away going, hey, everybody's different. Everybody thinks different. Every life is different. And so once you embrace the fact that you're unique, that's your first step. And the second step is to look at all those quirks that are causing you trouble and saying, okay, where could they be useful? Where can they be talent? And start opening your 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 eyes and, and open those possibilities up and let your heart lead you because once you find where they become positives, it all comes together. And, and you can love yourself when you understand fully and embrace fully your uniqueness is there because it has a purpose that only you can fulfill. You really need to embrace yourself as you are and then move from that space forward and keep your eyes open the doors will open they will open the spirit will lead you to where you're supposed to go when you're open well and the thing is you need to embrace them instead of always like you said downplaying them or being negative on them embrace them and use them to the best of your ability and you know what and in the long run use them to make money use them maybe even to turn that into a business just like you did with your writing you turn that into a business and so that's that's where I find it so and I find it also as I get older I embrace it more when I was younger I just kind of joked about my all my little quirks and I just moved on. But as I got older, I'm learning to embrace them just like you are. And we're using those, you know, like for me, for example, I I certainly didn't ever want to ever lose my husband. I didn't want to go through the challenges that we did, but we did. And for some reason that happened to us. And so my gift now is using that to go help other people. And to go hopefully spin a positive light onto that. And so instead of what you could have done is sat there and cried and just, you know, been miserable the rest of your life, you just really have to turn that around, turn that into a positive and just embrace it, know what happened to you, accept it, and then move on and how you're going to help other people. And the same thing with your quirks or whatever it is that you don't like about yourself, turn that into a positive and turn that into how you're going to help other people who maybe have those same issues. Again, I, I don't you agree? every day, every speech, you are exactly 
who you meant to be. You are not a mistake. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have a purpose, and the way you are is so you can fulfill that purpose. Mm-hmm. Only you can do that. And, and it's a fear thing, and it's a stepping out of your way mentally, letting go of that mental thing and just listening to your heart. I mean, that's what you did. You, mm-hmm. you said, where can I go from here? The other thing you mentioned that... Uh, rang a little bell for me is there was a I wish I could remember the exact quote but there is a a motivational speaker who says if you focus on people if you focus on their needs and building relationships and helping their life become better the money will come Mm -hmm. it doesn't come because you're pushing for money it comes because you found your purpose and what you need to offer and when you are Mm -hmm. focused on giving people and what they need and making their lives better, mm-hmm. the money will come. And it's a little simplistic, but in there is that nugget of gold. Any business you do should fulfill your purpose. Any business you do should be focused on making somebody else's life better in some way, whether you're selling pencils or, you know, why do this business? What is the purpose? And when mm-hmm. the focus is on, on building those relationships and making their life better, the business moves from the right space. That's right. And I really like what you say. Those quirks everyone tries to get us to change are actually our unique talents. And they Absolutely. are. You have to use those talents to the best of your ability. And, you know, I had a gentleman on one time who had a severe um, speech impediment when he was young. So, you know what he did? He went out and became a salesman. And his closing was, if somebody wasn't going to buy whatever he was selling, he said, well, is it because of my speech impediment? You're not going to buy. And then, (laughs) in a way, he made them feel guilty. (laughs) So they bought from him. (laughs) But he, he used his speech impediment to become the best salesman. And then he beca- got into real estate. And then he, I mean, he's been a real estate investor and broker and everything for years now and very, very successful. And so he used though his um, speech impediment to become one of the best salesmen his company had ever had. So that's just another thing about even a physical limitation or physical, you know, I don't want to call it disability, but limitation is you can use that to the best of your ability. And that's just what's so great and so unique about all of us. We all have, we all have our talents that are, are sometimes disguised as problems and you just have to embrace that and get that out and make that into your business or make that into what you can help other people with. Because you're right. As long as you're out there helping other people and embracing other people and showing love and kindness to other people, you're going to flourish and you're going to, um, the money will come. The business will come. If, if it is that you want a business or even if you're working for someone else, just helping others, you're going to be fulfilled more than you can ever imagine. I, I went, the 10th chapter of my book I actually wrote on my publisher, Julie Salisbury, who founded Influence Publishing. And she had great difficulty in school. And she still succeeded in business, was the top of the marketing field, and then just walked away and looked out the window and looked at the poverty from her fifth story, which, you know, five-star hotel, and walked away, spent seven years sailing the world, ended up in Canada, um, wrote her first book, wrote a plan for how to teach people how to write the book, and founded Influence Publishing. And somewhere along the way, she was working with an author uh, writing on dyslexia and discovered she was dyslexic. 
Mm-hmm. She just did a speech at TED TEDx Gastown Women on the gifts of of dyslexia. She said, "I was ashamed. I didn't want to tell people when I discovered this that I was a dyslexic publisher. What an oxymoron! Who would who would hire a dyslexic publisher?" She mm-hmm. said, "But the more research I did, Steve Jobs, Agatha Christie, Einstein, and stuff, there are gifts to dyslexia, and my gifts are. I can see order in the chaos visually. I can take." A, a chaotic idea from an author and give it clarity. She said, so it's not a learning disability. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it was, It was again, like you said with the thing, it doesn't have to be a disability. It doesn't have, sometimes we just get messages that, that we need to conform to society's expectations. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Diversity is what drives us forward as a species. Diversity mm-hmm. brings new ideas. Diversity brings new inventions. You have to embrace the diversity around you, and you have to embrace your own diversity. It's, it's just so important we move away from this idea we need to be cookie-cutter citizens. Mm-hmm. We don't. We need to respect each other. We need to love each other and treat each other with compassion. But we need to stand out in our uniqueness because it brings something positive and new to the table. Well, and the same thing is you also can't listen to the naysayers because the naysayers are just wanting you to be in the same boat that they are. And so if I was listening to the naysayers, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Even back in 2005, when I started my virtual assistant business, nobody knew what a virtual assistant was, you know, and especially in South Dakota, you know, and they're just like, well, I don't understand what you're doing. And, you know, and I still had, you know, dial up Internet and I, you know, I was using AOL and just a whole bunch of things like that. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you're at. Just start. Just figure out what that is you want to do and, you know, take those abilities that you have and just start something. People think you're crazy. Hey, God bless. I think it's awesome. You know what? Well, Go do it. That's your unique ability. That's your unique talent. And well, if people I, think I would, you're crazy, that means you're on the right path to something. I, I was fortunate because I ran a local magazine. Everybody patted my back and said, oh, you can do it. You can do it. The people that were negative were my family. And, and mm-hmm. I think you hope those close to you will do that. When I began writing, um, my kids were, go- were teenagers and going, oh, good, mom's got an interest. She'll, she'll turn her laser focus like an ADD person is very intense. Mm-hmm. She'll turn mm-hmm. her ADD focus away from me. This is great. She's got a hobby. And again, my husband said, well, you stayed home with the kids for 10 years. You deserve a hobby. So the magazine was difficult. I was working 17-hour days, and the, the feedback I got was, well, just quit. You don't have to do this. It's just a hobby. And as I moved into the book, it was the same message. You don't have to do this. I, would, I just want you happy. I mean, mm-hmm. it comes from the right place. I just want you happy. Mm-hmm. And, and I... It was really hard, and when I had my launch, because I'd run a magazine, I decided to do a celebration, and there were 150 people there, and we had entertainment. We had Tahitian dancers and drummers and all kinds of stuff, and we all came together to celebrate this achievement as a community, and my husband looked around and said, I get it. It wasn't mm-hmm. called the book, I'm proud of you, but it was, it was 18 months of writing that book, and it was nine years in the industry of struggling and crying, and the people outside in the, in the world that had dealt with me as an editor got it, 
and supported me. But when it came to the family, it just wasn't, I was just mom. And I think mm-hmm. we have to let mm-hmm. go of that. We have to mm-hmm. let go that people have to support us that we love. Sometimes they just need to step back and you have to tell them, step back. I don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It, I did, it I is okay. Years not talking to my family. My husband still hardly written, written, read anything I've written unless I've asked him to help with editing. And mm. I've written over 150 articles in a book and a half. <laughs> so, mm. you know, mm-hmm. you have to look for, oh, this is a good time for Ujama. Do I have a minute? You will. One we of have the concepts that was shared with me by a Zen chaplain was, I was interviewing was Ujama. And it, she named her charity that, and it's the fifth day of Kwanzaa, or one of the days of Kwanzaa, and it refers to the village coming together as a community to raise everybody up as a whole. And so she was applying this to a charity, and, and the bells just went off in my head. And so I began to, from that moment on, look at my relationships, both business and personal, and see who is I was in a JAMA relationship with. Mm-hmm. Where is it mutually beneficial? Mm-hmm. Where are we not in competition? Where are we supporting each other? Mm-hmm. And I, I let go of the ones that were not. I didn't kick them out of my life. I quit working on them. I released mm-hmm. them and mm-hmm. began to focus and spend time on business and personal relationships where we mutually support each other. What a change in my life. What a difference in the friends. And what a different message I began to get when I surrounded myself with people who supported my journey. And Mm -hmm. I supported theirs. And just a tiny example, which I gave you, is I reached out to you. You scheduled an interview, so I scheduled a a Q&A for my blog with you. That's Mm -hmm. a mutually supportive relationship. We, We take our turns on the stage. And if you're struggling with support in your life, look at your relationships. They need to change. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And we only have like a minute till break already, Marilyn. So again, Marilyn's website is MarilynRWilson.com and mine is JoeHosman.com. If you have any questions for the show or you'd like to call in, give us a call at 1-888-346-9141. And again, my email is Joe at JoeHosman.com. And Marilyn, after the break, we are going to talk about what wonderful things are coming your way. I know great and wonderful things. And I believe we might have a caller on the line for after we get back after break so why don't we go to break right now and then we'll come back again joehosman.com if you have an email joe at joehosman.com or give us a call at 1-888-346-9141 and Marilyn will be right back after break follow us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. The compassionate life is about just that. There are so many human beings who have made a name for themselves by being humanitarians. They have become individuals who are known for being selfless, kind, and compassionate. 
host, Dr. Brittany King, is also one of these humanitarians. Each week, she shares stories of kindness that she has experienced throughout the world, both as a contributor and recipient of these acts of love and kindness. Listen every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to Joe at JoeHausman.com. That's J O at JoeHausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It here, my show on here on Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am Joe Hosman, your your host for the show, and I have wonderful guest Marilyn Wilson that we've been talking all hour. But hey, I have we have a wonderful caller, and her name is Linda from Iowa. Linda, welcome to the show. Well, uh, thank you, Joe, and good morning, Marilyn. I'm I'm trying to take your advice of just to keep, learn to keep calm, and I'm trying my best to do that right now as I talk on this radio show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing a fantastic job. Do you have a question for Marilyn, Linda? I do, Joe, um, and I don't know how to open it up, really. Uh, maybe you could say, well, people say, I have a zest for life. Um, I love humor. I love to be humorous. Um, not that I need a pat on the back for that. Um, I, I navigate toward people in need. And um, whenever I love to dress up, I have done very uh, several gigs at parties. Um, but anyway, I think the main question for me is, or the issue is my family does not appreciate my humor. So, and it, it, it kind of hurts, I guess. But maybe it's normal. I don't know. Is that normal? I think it is, but... I, I think, personally, um, I love my family and they love me, but they have all the history of walking every day together 24-7. No, I yeah. don't think our family appreciates our humor. I don't think... Well, I can't speak for everybody, but I think they're our hardest critics. And part of that is the journey of letting go. Are your kids grown? Your family's grown? Yes. Yes. Yeah, see, that's where I struggle because when I go to visit my daughter, our history of her as a teenager is still Uh still running in her head. And Uh and I've had several talks with her that we're adults now. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I find even my writing, my family is, is... is the least interested and it's not that they don't love me so yeah that's where building relationships outside of the family with mm-hmm. with i really because of the way i grew up i didn't have friends till my 50s much i really mm-hmm. did not stay in touch with people i i didn't want that negative feedback so when i began to really open my eyes and look for the right kind of friendships Mm-hmm. that's when I began to get support. So at home, okay. I function as mother. Yeah, and when I go out that. with my thought, pajama you know friends or wife or whatever, and when I go out, that's where I function with my purpose. And I, I, it's, it, I've had to separate them a little bit. Now that I'm a published author, it's gotten recognition. If you start to get money for something, your family yeah. seems to take it more seriously. Oh, well, I fear, do fear, this is really important. My yeah. mentor said this to me, and I went, oh, and I've got goosebumps now. That means you need to hear this. 
fear is excitement without the breath. The same thing that causes that sense of fear wow. is the same thing that mm-hmm. causes excitement. The difference is one is tensing you up and the other is making you take that deep, exhilarating breath. So when that fear hits, you really need to recognize it's not necessarily a negative thing. Anytime I speak on stage, I want to throw up. That's not necessarily a bad thing. You just need to breathe through it and just be in the moment. Quit letting your head Mm -hmm. race away and give you all the Mm -hmm. negatives. Just breathe Mm -hmm. and, and, Mm -hmm. and let it wash off you because that's energy and excitement you can use to move forward. But yeah, I I agree. Families are tough and I have great kids and I have a great husband, but they will never be the people that will say, Oh mom, can I read your book? It's just not going to happen. And and I I accept that. You know, I, I sometimes I feel bad for them because um, I'm not the one they want me to be. I mean, that's how I feel. If I'd express that to them, I'm not sure that they would say, oh, Mom, you know. I think you and I have a lot in common. Oh, <laughs> they were very the other day I went and seen a man in the hospital, but I dressed up just a little bit. I used jumper cables as my stethoscope, and we gave them a little boost. And, and then it was on Facebook, and so then one of the, Persons on Facebook says, um, uh, "So is this your mom?" And then it says, "No comment." <laughs> so you know, it's like, okay, that's what my my uh, my child said. No comment. Again, so, you those know, are the negative messages you have to let go of. And part of that is, yeah. I finally sat my family down and said, "This is who I am." I've thought about it. I've worked on it. This is not going to change, so we need to figure this out. And and I I had that talk with my daughter long distance. We are adults now. This is who I am. And we love our family, but there comes a point that we have to step back and and Mm -hmm. let it's their problem, not yours. It's not easy, but, but for our family... Sometimes we have to put that barrier down. This is what I do. Yeah. It's appreciated. I'm not trying to embarrass you. So why right, are your fr- right. their friends seeing you on Facebook? Maybe they shouldn't. I don't know what you can do about that. But oh, you got to close that, that down. You're following your passion. Heavens, maybe you're the next Irma Bombeck. You can start writing those <laughs> those little funny stories. I was going to do that when my kids were young, and now I can't remember the stories. So <laughs> so embrace oh. embrace it and and be That's kind. a great idea too. Too, Linda. I mean, gosh, that's a fantastic idea, becoming the next Irma Bombeck. Absolutely. Oh, my. Been waiting, I've been waiting for one for a long time. If you become it, send me your book. I'll yeah. review it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. See, another comment, and this is going to be lead to the same answer, but uh, people will say, oh, you know, to my husband, um, I bet your life at home is just crazy. And it's not. You know, it's just uh, getting things done. I mean, he don't appreciate my humor, so it don't happen at home. You know, I was out with my husband one time. We were standing somewhere, and some music started. And I did, like, I didn't break into dance. I just kind of started snapping my fingers and moving my shoulders without thinking, said, what are you doing? (laughs) I looked at him and I said, dancing? So I, I do think that the family struggles the most because we change. When I hit menopause, which was very early, actually, 
I was ready to let go. I did everything for my family, and I did it willingly. I wanted to do that. I made that choice. And and when the time came for them to stand on their own, I also very willingly let it go. I was the one that changed. And I began to move into who I wanted to be next. What is my... Women are like prisms. We have like 2,000 sides. And as we <laughs> as we move through different parts of life, different parts get more light on them. I was ready oh. for the next step. They weren't ready. They didn't want me to change. They wanted me to be... Yeah, that person, and so there's a lot of things that happen, um, and and men in particular do seem to struggle with with becoming more um, conservative okay. as they get older. Oh, but women, we're ready, we're ready to break okay. out of that shell and move forward to the next yeah. phase of our life. So it's it's hard for them, and so yeah, I think that's part of it. You need to have sympathy for them. I have sympathy for my family. I'm the one that yeah. changed. I'm definitely yeah. the one that moved mm-hmm. forward. My life is exploding, and and I'm excited about that. But they're not that excited. They're moving. They're changing. Oh, okay. I just try to keep. So the I'm kind of normal. Open. So you I'm are normal, kind of Linda. Very normal. You are. Exactly who you're well, meant and, to be, and, 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 I, and exactly what Marilyn said. And I heard this from a family therapist one time, and they said women who are in the menopausal and older are now no longer conform to the house, are no longer having to raise their family. They're, you know, they mm-hmm. want to be free. They want to explore what they have to offer. And just like what you said, Marilyn, we're all unique. We all have different talents, and we're ready to explore that. Hey, we've done our stuff. We've raised our children. You know, they're all grown now. They're doing great. Yep. But whereas in men. Now they're ready to settle down and they're ready to come back into the home. And so it's the total opposite. Yeah, it's the total opposite now. So like Marilyn said, we have to be okay with that. We have to forgive our family for not loving us the way we are, but we still have to go do what we need to do because that's what's going to make us happy because, you know, if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So you have to go out and you have to make yourself happy. And if this is what you love doing, Linda, go do it. That's what I say. Go do it. I do. I do. And, you know, I, uh, for the most part, you know, people ask me or if I just, I just have to crack up once in a while, and I just love... Anyway, Joe, you know all about Linda, (laughs) you are meant, obviously, you know this. Your heart is telling you this right now. You are meant to bring humor to people who need it. If you do not fulfill that purpose in your life, who is going to bring that humor to them? You know, I want to put this a little more serious. I can hear in your voice you're being led somewhere. You need to listen because there's somebody that needs to to receive those talents to make their life better. So perhaps when this negative comes from your family, you need to have it written down somewhere. I am doing this because somebody needs this talent of mine. Pull it out and look at it. Put it on the wall. Because when you know it's needed, you can let the naysayers go away. Focus on the need and and the need you're fulfilling. Honestly, it just it makes the other voices that, down. You know, I give attention to this person, this person, this person, and you know, maybe one of them is my family, which could be. But yet, you know, maybe there's somebody I forgot about that really could use it. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's just uh, I'm glad to hear that I'm okay. I'm glad to hear that I need to go forward yet, and I will. I mean, I I I feel like I it's just me. I can't help it. <laughs> Well, you are, you are a gift, Linda. 
Yeah. And you are the next, Irma. I love that. You are the next Irma Bombeck. Uh, that is, that is so perfect for Linda. I'm just telling you that is so perfect for Linda. So I say, oh, Linda, funny. go out and shine, go out and do what you love, do what you love and love what you do. And that's exactly what you are. And that's what you do, you know? Well, and you know, if your family doesn't see it, it's okay. It's okay if they don't, it might hurt a little bit yeah. sometimes, but you just have to forgive yeah. them and move on and just oh, yeah. be happy with what you're doing. Oh, yeah. The other yeah. thing is, it doesn't you get want talked them to about. love you it the way they are. About. And so you are, and you need to love them silence. the way they are. If they can't accept oh, it, yeah. no worries. You will love them exactly where they're at. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Well, ah, this has been so helpful. Thank you well, very, very well, much. I thank you so much for calling in, Linda. You are always such you're a joy. Oh, I tell you well, what, likewise. Marilyn, Linda always puts a smile on my face. So, I mean, even <laughs> if you're down in the dumps, Linda can just put a big smile on your face. And I knew, oh. um, I, I know Linda. And so I just knew I wanted her to call in because I knew she had these concerns. And I knew you would be the right person to help answer them for her, Marilyn, awesome. because you really are. You gave her some great insight and gave me some great insight as well. Very helpful. When I love the don't. part, Linda. The next Irma Bombeck. <laughs> Watch next for Irma my Bombeck. book. Who's there you go. <laughs> that right there gave me goosebumps for you, Linda. Oh, it really did. Oh, so oh dear. Well, mm. I have a book about uh, four inches tall of poems, uh, and that's yeah. not even half of them. But anyway, nope, I go. can write it. Linda, one suggestion might be if you don't have a blog, they cost nothing to set up. Start writing funny stories once a week, twice a week. Put one of your funny stories on there. Start building interest. If you ever want to move to the pay, to the place that you publish, even an ebook, you can collect those stories. They're mm-hmm. there for you. You're building content should you decide to, and you're building audience in case you decide to. So that's one possibility for you to move forward in in a less public way in terms of your family. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, my Facebook um, posts are either really humorous, stupid, or whatever you want to call it, or they're very serious. Never stupid. Never stupid. Okay. Never stupid. I'll take it back. Retract that word. Um, Anyway... So anyway, I, I I have an in between also, but I can be very serious, or I'm just way the other way, humorous. I think I think you two should connect on Facebook. Is what I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Reach, reach and out. ladies, we only actually have three minutes until the end of the end of the oh, show. Oh so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Linda. Thank you so much for calling in. I think, like I said, you think you should you two should connect oh, on Facebook. But um, thanks for all this time. You are welcome. You take care, my dear. And we only have two minutes until the end of the show. And I know, Marilyn, you had some things you wanted to shout out before we ended the show with. So go ahead and talk about that. I'm going to talk very quickly. Um, I just released a second edition of Life Outside the Box, which has 10 widely ranging biographies um, that will definitely inspire you that you're unique as well. Um, You can figure out where to buy it through my website. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, but make sure you get the second edition because it has new content. And I just want to leave people with a thought. Um, This is something I put out quite a bit. 
People are bombarded as never before with societal expectations. We need to be reminded the journey we are on is ours alone. There is no one right path to follow. There is no one correct way to live. We are each extraordinary in our own way. And the last thing I want to, in honor of one of my chapters, William Orlowski, that just passed away, I want to share his his motto for living, which is, there is no secret, just do and be brave. Oh, I love that. I love that. That just gave me goosebumps. So, Marilyn, thank you so much for being on my show today. It has been my great pleasure to have you on here today. Marilyn's website is www.marilynrwilson.com. She has been a light, a ray of hope of today. And, Marilyn, thank you so much for all your nuggets of information and just knowing that each of us have quirks, but those can turn into our talents and use those talents to become, to make other people happy, to also make yourself happy, but also to go out and make money doing it. Open up your own business with your quirks and talents. Show people, show the world who you are. And there's nothing better and there's nothing greater than doing what you love and love what you do. And as always, remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So go out and be great today and always. And if you're in the United States, go out and vote today as well. And along the way, show kindness and love wherever you go. Be a blessing to others. Marilyn, thank you again so much. It has been my pleasure. Um, I hope you and Linda connect on Facebook. I think that would be fantastic. And um, have a great week, everybody. God bless. And we'll see you here next week on Go For It here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am your host, Joe Hosman. God bless. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great day and an even better week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.